This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's match day in the Champions League. Arsenal taking on Porto in the Estadio de Dragao. It's a name I definitely can't pronounce without struggling slightly. Uh, I gave it my best shot, though. Mikel Arteta, of course, faced the media yesterday evening. Meanwhile, a report from London Colony slash the Sober Realty Training Centre, of course, for those that are nitpicky about that, and uh, give you all the latest regarding the team ahead of tonight's game. This is the Arsenal News Show. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Thank you so much as always for joining me and making us a part of your morning routines. You may notice some slight differences if you didn't tune into yesterday's um, preview show. I've got a brand new camera. Uh, which makes that cannon behind me look a lot better uh, than it did previously. I need to get a better lens, like a wide lens, because it's quite zoomed in. In fact, we can go really zoomed in. Hold on. Oh, look at that. Don't want to do that again. Um, But uh, yeah, I need to get like a wider lens. I'm learning. I'm learning how to use a proper camera. Incredible scenes. Um, And as I always say that what happens is with the channel, you guys support it so incredibly much that we're able to do things like this, to improve things like this, um, and to make things much better on the channel. And this is one of the things that we've recently uh, invested in to do that um, as well. But I'm learning how to use a proper camera, not just a USB webcam as well. But yes, uh, let's jump into the chat box and say good morning to those joining us. Uh, let's go to Blackshine, Matt G, Damien, uh, Darren. We've got Kaiser and Rich and Carlton and Stephen and Clincy, Josh, Darbas, Louis, Amira, uh, Temi, Blackshine, Eddie, Damien, AB, David, Red Star, Popeye, Angela, Steve, Kim. Thank you so much, guys and girls, for tuning in. It is very much appreciated. I can see plenty of usuals and unusuals in the chat box as well. 
And uh, I look forward to seeing your reactions to tonight's game in tomorrow morning's Raw Reaction Show. You can go back and listen to yesterday's preview show. And if you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please make sure you do. We try and hit 1,000 likes every single day. And we need your help to do that. So please, please do uh, tune in and drop a like on the video. If you're listening on Catch Up, thank you. Hop over to YouTube. Help us out. And uh, as we reach, or try to reach at least one day likes, uh, 1K likes rather, uh, every single day. Right, let's go into today's story, shall we? I think we should. We start with Marquinhos. Uh, Fabrizio Romano confirming that if indeed Fluminense activate the purchase option in Marquinhos's contract, of which he has signed on loan with the club, then Arsenal will retain a 50% sell-on clause. Now, I don't know what the option is, and that is certainly an amount of money that still we are waiting to kind of get um, uh, kind of confirmation on. It includes a loan fee, and there is an option to make it permanent in January of 2025, but we're not aware of how much that is at the moment. But if it was to be activated, according to Fabrizio Romano, there would, a, there would be a 50% sell-on clause for any future sale of the player, which is very good uh, if Arsenal indeed are fortunate enough to see him sold and then sold again. Quite a lot needs to happen for that to take place. Jurgen Klopp, meanwhile, has been speaking about Sambi Lukonga. Of course, Liverpool played tonight uh, in the Premier League against them. And he was really interested to, by the idea of loaning out Sambi Lukonga. He says, um, when speaking in his pre-match press conference, um, when you see him playing and you think, oh, he's an Arsenal player and they loaned him. Interesting. I don't know what he quite means by that. And probably if I try and have a guess of what he did mean by that, we're not going to necessarily know. Um, I think that it's meant to be as a specific, what's the word I'm looking for? Compliment, if you like, to Arsenal. That's certainly how I'm viewing it. I'm viewing it as a compliment to Arsenal because I think that it's a case of saying, well, Arsenal must have some pretty darn good players if they're willing to loan out uh, Sambi Laconga until the end of the season to another Premier League side. Uh, maybe he's seeing it as the other side of things, which is, oh, Arsenal loaning out players so they can hopefully give a better account of themselves in other games where Liverpool have got to go up against potentially other rivals of Arsenal. I think it's more to be the the former more than the latter. Um, but yeah, let's, let's wait and see what happens tonight. Uh, of course, yesterday evening we saw Manchester City narrowly beat... Brentford, 1-0. Erling Haaland with a goal uh, very late on. It's the first time they've beaten Brentford uh, at home, I think, since 2022. They lost that home game last season with that, I think, late Ivan Tony goal. Uh, and they narrowly, narrowly got the result in that game. It seems the pressure's really on City at the moment to get those results, but they did manage to pick that one up. And it means they do move above Arsenal and Arsenal move back down into uh, third place in the table with everybody now on the same number of games played before Liverpool play tonight because they're not playing at the weekend because they're playing in the uh, the League Cup final. But Liverpool lead the race on 57 points, 25 games played. Man City in second on 56 points, 25 games played. And Arsenal in third on 55 points, 25 games played. So there you go. Uh, now, I was at London Colney yesterday to witness and watch the Arsenal training session and both Thomas Partey and Fabio Vieira were there. However, uh, Fabio Vieira is the only one of the two that has travelled with the squad to Porto yesterday evening. Partey has stayed behind. He has not yet been fit enough to be involved with a match day squad. 
I've not heard of there being an issue necessarily in training that stopped him from traveling. They're just kind of being very cautious with him. When he walked out from training, he actually walked out with Simon Murphy, who's one of the lead physiotherapists at the club, as they really tried to keep an eye on him and make sure that he's okay. Um, but yeah, certainly uh, it was an interesting experience, actually, because although I've been to training sessions before, there was one key difference this time around. And that's because the under-21s were training in front of where we were standing and where we were told to stand. And then behind them was the Arsenal senior team, although they walked past us, of course, to get to the section which they were training in. And uh, Henry Jeffcott is one of the under-21s. Uh, there was a moment where there was kind of a little rondo going on with the under-21s. The ball leaves the group, falls directly to my feet. All of the under-21s looking up at me thinking he's going to have to pass the ball back now. And I'm thinking I'm going to have to pass the ball back now. And I'm thinking this is the worst thing that could possibly have happened because I'm going to embarrass myself massively, especially because I had a tripod right behind me. I knew to control the ball was like going to mean knocking over the tripod. Now, somehow, I don't know how I did it, probably because I'm world-class, unlike apparently Bakaya Saka is not. Controlled the ball, moved out of the way of the tripod, and a simple pass straight back to the lads. And it was panic over. But my goodness me, my heart was going about a million miles an hour in that moment. But I can now say that I've been part of the under-21 squads and you can all expect me to make my debut very soon. Jokes, Mikel Arteta apparently doesn't give youth a chance. Anyway, moving forwards, Mediterrami missed the last training session for Porto and is not expected to be in the squad for the game against Arsenal tonight. It's a big, big blow for them. That said, Evan Nilsson, the uh, Brazilian forward, has scored four goals in five uh, Champions League games so far this season is in plenty of good form, so they'll be benefited by having him available. And Mikel Arteta, of course, took on his press conference, which is the final thing that we're going to discuss today. We're going to read through some of the quotes from that presser. He was first of all about asked about the strengths of the Porto team and Fabio Vieira's development as well. He says, "I'm really pleased with, I'm really impressed with Porto. I know the manager really well. That's uh, Sergio Conceição and the history that they have. They have a lot of experience in the competition. They have many qualities in many phases of." play and that's why we are always comp always competitive in European competitions it's a really tough opponent that we are going to face tomorrow at the same time we are very excited it's been seven years that we haven't been here and we are all full of energy and excitement to play the game we want to tomorrow regarding Fabio I'm really happy with him but sad at the same time because he's been in a tough period especially with the last injury because he's had some momentum and had put some performances together before he got injured. That broke up his rhythm again like last season, but he is an enormous talent and we're going to get the best out of him. Now, Diogo Costa is the goalkeeper Porto took on uh, their presser as well. There's always a player and the manager in a European press conference for UEFA games. Um, and he turned around and said that Arsenal would need to prove that they are Champions League favourites. And he was asked about uh, Diogo Costa and he said I'm not here to rate their players but he's very good for sure he's consistently been at that level for a few years he was asked about his thoughts on Portuguese football he said they are first of all very passionate which is the very first thing uh, and ingredient you have to know great coaches great academies among the best in Europe for sure and it's not a coincidence how many talents they develop and how successful they are in many leagues it tells you the story about their culture and how they are raised I'm a big fan of it all uh, he was also asked about Kai Havertz and his history in this stadium. Of course, you might remember the Champions League winning goal. He says, that's a conversation that's been going on for a few days. It's probably the biggest highlight of his career, an incredible moment for him and Jorginho as well. Regarding his performance, it's, and it has been the past three months, he scored a fantastic goal on top of that. So probably bigger than what he's done in the past. But we're really happy with him. So it's interesting to hear Arteta already rating Havertz higher uh, than kind of where he was at with Chelsea, which is... Fantastic to hear 
as well. Uh, he was asked about his team needing to prove how good they are. And he says, yeah, it's true because we don't have the experience. That's the reality. 95% of the players have not played in this competition and have never played in the last 16. I haven't, but we have so much enthusiasm and energy as well and willingness with a point to prove and we are good enough and we want to be there. That's our desire and the passion with which we are going to play the game tomorrow. He was also asked about whether or not he will be warning his players not to take anything for granted. And he said, for sure, there is not a player there that has, hasn't experienced anything like it. And we know the opponent that we are facing, the history of this football club in relation to this competition. And that's not the case at all. So Arsenal are not taking for granted anything ahead of this game. It is a very, very important fixture indeed. And it will be very intriguing to see what kind of lineup Arteta goes with. Will it be unchanged from the weekend? Will he bring in Jorginho? Will he bring in anyone else? Will Fabio Vieira get an opportunity from the bench? We wait and see. Right, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. Okay, then. Part two. Uh, it's your chance to give me some feedback on how you think this looks. I've still got to uh, sort of kind of the, some of the finer details of the settings. I still want to get another lens as well to make it a little bit wider because uh, the wall's quite close behind. Whereas when you see like usually blur, you can see that's quite blurry in the background. I quite like the blur background, but I think I need a wider lens to get the effect better. So let me know. Your thoughts on the investment? I think that the Canon looks particularly good behind me, personally. If you're listening on audio platforms, do hop over and have a look to see what you think and give us some feedback. Um, let's go to uh, Sam. Says, uh, Tom, do you think what Klopp said about Lokonga is just him paying mind games? I would add what uh, I'd add to what I have thoughts that people were scared of us coming back being great again. What's your thoughts on that? I honestly don't know if it's anything more than just a, a random compliment. Um, to be honest, it's you know what what can we take from that really? That Jurgen Klopp rates Sambi Lakonga, that he appreciates him as a player, and that he thinks that he is somebody that is going to be a bit of a challenge, and that's obviously only a good thing for him and a good thing for Arsenal. So I don't think it's that deep but maybe I'm being a bit naive. Uh, Arsenal Adventures says, is Arsenal waiting until the next international break to bring back the full squad, as in to avoid sending them to their respective international duties? It's an interesting point, and actually maybe one that has some semblance of truth to it. Maybe Arsenal will just be very cautious with them. They will not expect them to travel to play for their national sides in the next next uh, international break, which is, to be fair, not until, well, it's, it's just under a month away, the next international break. Arsenal will play their final game on the 12th, unless, of course, Chelsea lose to Leeds in the FA Cup, in which they will then play on the 16th against Chelsea. But it will most likely be the 12th will be our last game. So it's still a good two to three weeks uh, before that international break. So it's quite far away, uh, it has to be said. Um, Bailey says, do you believe that Smith Rowe has a future at the club or does he need a loan or even a transfer? I think he does still at the moment. I was impressed by his cameo that he had when he came on uh, before making that start against Nottingham Forest. I think there's still a lot more to come from him, but it seems at the moment that Mikel Arteta is reluctant to give him more than that start we saw against Forest. And that's probably because of the form of other players in the team, like Odegaard, form of the players like Martinelli or Trossard or Havertz as well, have also been very, very good. He's fallen down the pecking order somewhat. But at the moment, he has a future, yes, but that can change very, very quickly indeed. Um, Ashish says, looking at the remaining fixtures for City, Liverpool and us, many are saying that Liverpool will win the league this year. What are your thoughts on that? And where do you think our chances stand compared 
to them. I mean, if we have a look at Arsenal's fix, of course, we've still got to go away to Manchester United. We've still got to go away to Manchester City and we've still got to go away to Tottenham as well. We host uh, Chelsea. We host Aston Villa. Um, and of course, we've already played Liverpool twice this season. Meanwhile, you look at Liverpool's fixtures. I can run you through them. Uh, Liverpool against Luton, of course, is tonight. They've then got Forest away. Man City, they have at home. Everton in the uh, Merseyside derby is away from home. They're at home to Brighton. They're at home to Sheffield. They're away to Manchester United. They're at, and then their last six games aren't necessarily the easiest last six games. You've got Palace at home under a new manager. That'll be interesting after he's actually got settled. Away to Fulham, where Arsenal have, of course, already lost this season. Uh, away to West Ham. Maybe they'll be better come the end of the season. I guess we'll wait. Home to Spurs, away to Aston Villa, and then at home to Wolves, who, again, have also taken points off big teams and may still have something to fight for on the last day. I think it's not as easy as what people are making out, and their end-of-season run is also very tricky. Our fixtures between now and the end of the season, we've got Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away, Brentford at home, Chelsea at home, Man City away, Luton at home, Brighton away, Villa at home, Wolves away, Spurs away, Bournemouth at home, Manchester United away, and Everton at home. I suppose we should probably run you through Man City's remaining fixtures as well, just to have the element of balance. Um, but we have got some tough games, admittedly, but, you know, I still back us. Uh, they next play Bournemouth away this weekend. Hopefully Bournemouth can do us a favour. Uh, they've then got, obviously, outside... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The FA Cup, Manchester Derby at home. Then it's Liverpool away on the 10th of March. That's the big game of March, of course, with Arsenal playing Man City at the end of March. Brighton face Man City. Um, then Man City play Arsenal on the 31st of March, as I've mentioned. Man City then host Aston Villa, who have already beaten them this season. They then go away to Crystal Palace. They then host Luton. They're then away to Tottenham, away to Forest, home to Wolves, away to Fulham, and home to West Ham. They have the la- the easiest last four games, do Man City, whereas Arsenal and Liverpool have much more of a challenge you would see in their last four games as well. So if it is still in the, very much in the race in the last four games, it's going to be interesting. But you've just got to deal with it at the end of the day. Uh, Kai says, if you want the blurred effect, it depends on the camera's f-stop. The higher the number, e.g. like f5.6, which is what more mine's on uh, 3.5 at the moment, Kai. So uh, I was told to do it as low as I could. So it's on 3.5 at the moment because the background's so like um, close to me. Like I can touch the wall. That's how close it is. Uh, it's a small room that I'm in um, that's that 
obviously makes it harder to have the blurred background, but it's still quite blurred. I quite like it. Um, let's go to Andy says, Tom, in your opinion, is the abolition of the away goal rule a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I think it is a good thing. I think we see teams really going for it, trying to score goals. When it happens where you might get like an away goal, teams can play more defensive. I think it opens up the opportunity to play more attacking football. I think it means that you're not as cagey when you go uh, when you play at home because you don't want to concede a, an away goal. So there's not that threat. Yeah, I like I like it. I do like the away goal rule being um, no more. I think it's a fairer way of, of doing it, to be honest. Uh, AV says, did you see the Porto goalkeeper get hella cocky in his press conference? Hope Arteta batters them tomorrow. I don't think he was cocky. Maybe uh, maybe if I was a more sensitive than I, I really didn't think he was that cocky. He turned around and said that Arsenal have to prove that they're favourites. Uh, they're not going to tell us anything that they're doing. I really didn't think it was that bad. I'll tell you what, who was not cocky, but a little bit strange in their press conference this week was Pep Guardiola. I don't know if you've seen this, where he turned around to a journalist and said his life is better than his because he's a manager and he's a journalist. But, you know, hits me a bit harder than it might hit somebody else. Um, I mean, obviously, his life is, is is great. But he doesn't have my wife. So, you know, I'm winning there. I really hope she's watching. Uh, Amira says, have you personally made any interesting observations about any of the players from open training? Maybe two unexpected players who are always... Uh, together, odd rituals before stepping onto the pitch, etc. Um, so the Portuguese players like to spend a lot of time together. Yesterday we saw Martinelli, Gabriel, Fabio Vieira and Cedric, I think, walked out together. So the Portuguese speakers um, and Brazilians obviously there as well, who speak Portuguese, uh, do tend to, to hang around quite a lot together. We saw uh, they do like these piggyback races. They do obviously the, the warm-ups and things like that and yeah, usually what happens is they walk out in kind of twos or threes or little groups. Yesterday, they walked out as a massive group. Thomas Partey walked out on his own with Simon Murphy, as I mentioned earlier on. And then there was a little group of Portuguese speakers at the back as well. So, you know, it's uh, it's different, I guess. Usually what happens is it used to be like last season, the last time I went to an open training session, other than this season, last season, when Rob Holding was still here, Ben White and Rob Holding were always out first. Kieran Tierney sometimes with them as well. And then Martin Odegaard as well. Also very much one of the early ones out also. But usually they're in little groups or pairs. And this time they came out as like a, a bigger group instead. Uh, Aditya says, Tom, from tonight's game, apart from the win, are there any expectations from players on an individual level? Everyone just has to play to the, the best of their abilities. Of course, individual things we want to see Kivio have another really good game I think he's been excellent for us so far during these weeks as well I've got him to look at this camera rather than look at this screen look at you guys um but yeah I think that Kivio is and has been really good and I think he has to continue that form of being as good as he possibly can be and if he can continue to do that I think he will continue to muddy the uh the opinions of those that have really kind of already had enough of him which has been plenty I've already seen some disparaging comments made about Jakob Kivio, which just don't stack up. Um, Damien says, is Simon Murphy the guy who goes with Thomas on international duty? Yes, yes, he is. Um, Sam says, Pep becoming just like Jose did uh, with the British media and then look what happened to him. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Mike says, Tom, I watched the Man City podcast on Monday. Apparently, they're not happy with Pep's selections and thinks that they're going to struggle to win the title. Interesting. He's made some interesting picks. I suppose he's got to try and experiment sometimes and find that rhythm. He's still experimenting now in February, but he's winning games. Obviously, the Chelsea game he drew against, sure. But some of those selections, they're winning in points. How much can you really question Pep Guardiola? It's a difficult one, isn't it? He's an absolutely fantastic manager and, and arguably the greatest that I've probably ever seen. 
it's very close between him and uh, and and Sir Alex Ferguson, but oh, it's 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 a tough one. He's just an amazing manager and will continuously be known as one of the best top three Premier League managers of all time. Uh, Chris says, was hearing the trainer saying that Maldini uh, in the footage, I really like him, no-nonsense defender in the under-18s, one to watch. Maldini. Um, Maldini, Chris. Uh, let me have a look. I, I can't say that that name's come across my radar at all. Uh, let's go into the Academy page. Maldini. Uh, yeah, can't say that his name's come across my my radar at all, Chris, at the moment. But uh, I mean, there you go, one to look out for. Uh, Benji says, Tom, who, who do you think scores first? Jesus Smith or Ben White or Fabio Vieira? Uh, ben White's the one who's most likely to start out of those four, so I'd imagine probably Ben White at the moment. Um, Jorginho in for Trossard or Martinelli tonight. I'd probably bring Jorginho in for Havertz, to be honest, player. Um, I think I'd bring Jorginho into the midfield of Rice. Trossard has to start up top. His record when he starts up top is, is brilliant. Uh, Kukuri, uh, you talk about... Oh, sorry. Yes, Kukuri, uh, the centre-half. Yeah, he's he's very highly rated. Is his first name Maldini? Maldini. It is indeed. There you go. Maldini, that's why it threw me off. But uh, yeah, Kakuri, I've spoken about before. The uh, Albanian centre-half. He's getting some opportunities at under-21 level, of course, as well. But uh, yeah, that really threw me off. I was like, Maldini? You might wonder if he's named after him. That'd be quite a cool first name, because obviously it's a second name for the Italian. But I wonder if he's named after him. And he's a centre-half as well. Defender in the making. Uh, Kings says, Tom, I'm sure when you say open training, it's not necessarily open to the public. How does one get to watch an Arsenal? Yeah, it's 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 open training because it's open to the media. Um, it's not open to the public. You can't just go and watch it, but it's just what it's called. Uh, it's just called open training. So, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, Toots says, uh, Rashford looking dejected at United. Would you take him in the summer if he can come into the market? I feel he could be easily rotated with Jesus. I'm not sure. I think he would cost a huge amount of money and I just can't foresee Arsenal having the resources to get that deal done or even convince Rashford maybe to come to Arsenal as well. I think he's settled there. Um, but Ten Hag's had a few issues with him and he's had a few issues as well off the field recently as well, Rashford. Usually the example, isn't he? The idol. He's had a couple of off-field issues recently. That's That's been spoken about. Um, Daniel says, what team do you think would knock us out of the Champions League if we end up meeting them throughout the tournament? I mean, you look at the Man Cities, you look at the Bayern Munichs, we just got to get past Porto. Tonight's game is huge. You know, we haven't got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League for the better part of, of more than a decade. So we need to win today. That needs to be our focus. And then we can worry about who we might get in the quarterfinals if we make it. Uh, Tom says, we have quite a good streak against Porto, but last time we faced them, Lord Bentner did a hat-trick. I mean, the last time that we played uh, Porto in 2010, that was that Nasri goal, but we haven't played them competitively in a long time. We actually played them recently, I think, in an Emirates Cup game, most recently. Um, but beyond that, yeah, we haven't played them for a very, very, very long time indeed. Uh, Reese says, Tom, what do you think of Xerxes? Good player, lots of potential. Not sure if he is the one. You know, there's a lot of strikers that I like, and he is one of the ones I do like, but I'm not sure whether or not he is the one 
that will take Arsenal to that next level. Um, but it's got a lot of potential. But I need to see. I need to see some more from him. Uh, player says quality of the Champions League has regressed. I'm seeing Arnautovic scoring winners for Inter Milan now. And Granddad Aguna Paul says I remember seeing Maldini on the Academy YouTube series. He looked like an absolute beast. Uh, Shark Finn says last time we made the quarterfinals was in 2010. Yes, that's, is that not what I said? I thought I said that. Did I not? Did I? Did I? Is, have I messed up? I'm sure it is 2010. That's the last time we made them. So more than a decade. Um, Benji says, Tom, who out of your loan army, including Marcelo Flores? Is Marcelo Flores even on loan? I thought he left permanently, did he? Was he? Is he? Uh, I think he left on a permanent move, Marcelo Flores. I'm pretty sure he did. Let me double check that for you. So I don't want to be wrong. Um, yes, he left on a permanent deal. Uh, he joined Tigre um, in the summer, but he is he left permanently. Uh, Benji. So uh, he's gone. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry to, to be the bearer of bad news, but he is, he's gone to Mexico. Uh, might actually grab a first team squad spots on our loan list this season. Um, again, it's really tough. It's really tough because we don't have too many out there that I see potentially. You've got Charles Sago Jr. You've got Charlie Patino, Mika Beereth. Beyond that, even Brooke Norton Cuffey, I don't necessarily see making it either. It's it's we don't have too many. Yeah, Charlie Patino is um he's not even starting games at the moment for Swansea. Charles Jago Jr. is coming off the bench with them as well. Um so yeah, there isn't there isn't too many at all at the moment. Uh James says, Tom, what's your Arsenal unpopular opinion? Mine would be that Gabriel well, that could be Magalaj or Martinelli is as important to the team as Saliba. I don't think that's that unpopular, is it? He's, I think that's... I'd agree with you. I think he is as important to the team as, as Saliba. Maybe only slightly less because we don't necessarily have the depth at the moment on the right-hand side as we do on the left-hand side. But, uh, yeah, unpopular opinions. I mean, when I said that Havertz was a better signing than Doku and has made more... Well, that is at the moment ahead of him in terms of this season. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I'm not sure. If that's any longer a, a hot take, uh, Arsenal, other hot Arsenal takes, um, unpopular opinions. I don't have too many. I, I've become a little bit of a, a populist, haven't I? Now, um, you know, Arteta, uh, Havertz, Kivior, Erdegaard, you know, those that I got a lot of stick for saying things like that. Now, all these are all popular opinions. Turns out I was quite vindicated in a lot of those views, it turns out. Some other people looking a little bit silly. Um, but uh, I think that Arsenal this season, it's difficult to have a hot take because we're just so good. Yeah, Amira, I, I did say that as well. Sambi as a future at Arsenal. I tweeted that in January. I said, maybe the story is not over for Sambi. So maybe that's my hot take at the moment. Maybe that's my unpopular opinion that, yeah, Sambi's story is, is not yet over at Arsenal. Maybe that's one to, to look out for. Uh, Rich says, I have an unpopular opinion. The club has handled the situation with the arrests terribly and it will haunt us. I, the arrests. I don't know what you're talking about, Rich. The arrests. I don't know. Uh, is that regarding the, the, the fan issues, Rich? I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess it may be. Uh, maybe that's what you're alluding to. But otherwise, I, I, there's been, I know there was fan issues at one of the European games, I think. Um, but I've not heard anything about how Arsenal have, have handled that. Uh, Wegbu says, I'm getting scared already. The two centre-backs are playing um, a lot of games and there's no backup. 
I just hope they stay fit um, because they are the key to us winning the league. Uh, th- without a doubt, you look at our depth now, mate. You look at the depth in the squad and the back line. If any of those back four were injured, it would create a massive, massive problem for us. We've only really got depth at a senior level with Cedric. That is it. That is the only one we have. And so I think for me, if we were to lose any of the back four now, my goodness me, there is some real serious questions about the depth. But that's because we don't have Timber. We don't have Tomiyasu. We don't have Zinchenko. They're all injured. Very difficult. Uh, Benji says, unpopular opinion. If we had stuck with the counter-attacking style we had when Arteta first came in, we would have won the Europa League two years ago. Um, interesting. I think that maybe we would have won the Europa League. But, I mean, every team that we played, we were more dominant of. Like, you think about the Europa League, we um, we lost to Villarreal, we lost to Olympiacos. These are teams that you expect Arsenal to have more of the ball against. So I don't necessarily think a counter-attacking style would have changed that. And also, we needed to change things. If we played that style, if we continued on that style, maybe we wouldn't be here now. And so maybe that is something to, to worry about. Um, player says, Kivior's biggest test tonight here in Porto of pace out wide. They do indeed. They've got a lot of very interesting wide players. Galeno, Evan Nilsson up top as well. I think Concesau on the right-hand side has played plenty of games. Pepe, uh, not that Pepe, another Pepe. Um, so yeah, uh, there's, uh, there's plenty to discuss. Anyway, we're going to end the show there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Very much appreciate your time as always. Have a fantastic day. And uh, let's hope that we can keep those fingers crossed towards a win. If you are unable to watch the game for whatever reason tonight, I'll be doing the live blog over on the football.london website. So you can follow all the action over there and keep up to date with everything that's going on during the game. And not only that, of course, but you can also catch me tomorrow morning uh, live at 8 a.m. as per giving you all the latest reaction to tonight's game. Please help us on our journey to 1K everyday likes. I forgot to mention at the start of the second period. So we might need a little bit of an extra push Please do drop that like on the video and help us to reach our 1K everyday light target. If you're listening on audio platforms, thank you, first of all. But please do hop over. And if you've got any feedback about the cameras, because I'm an absolute noob when it comes to them, then please do throw them in. Uh, if you want to know which one it is, it's a Sony ZV E10. That's the camera that it is. So, but yes, thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy and respectful. And let's keep hoping that Arsenal can secure that win tonight. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.